Hello, and welcome to What is Innovation? The podcast that explores the reality of a word that is in danger of losing its meaning altogether. This podcast is produced by Outlast Consulting, LLC, a boutique consultancy that helps companies use innovation principles to solve their toughest business problems. I'm your host, Jared Simmons, and I'm so excited to have Johnny Howes III. Johnny Howes is Vice President of Supply Chain Management for Gas, Generation, and Services for Southern Company. In this role, he supports Southern Company's vision and strategy by ensuring that the company receives quality materials and services essential to performance. Prior to his current role, Howes served as plant manager for Georgia Power's plant sharer in Juliet, in charge of operations which power approximately 2.6 million homes. In 2019, the University of Alabama College of Engineering named him a Distinguished Fellow, where he earned a bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering. He also holds an MBA from Kennesaw State University and is active in organizations such as the United Way, the National Society of Black Engineers. He currently serves on the board of directors of several industry organizations and advisory boards of the University of Alabama's Mechanical Engineering Department and the Paul Jones Museum, which focuses on African-American art. Johnny, thanks for joining us today. Appreciate you joining us. Hey, glad to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Great. So, uh, so you know, I like to start with each guest with the, the same question, which is the name of the podcast. You know, what is innovation to you? Well, I would tell you, uh, innovation is solving problems creatively uh, in a different way that creates more value uh, than previously existed. That's kind of the way I look at it. Uh, sometimes you have uh, issues or, or problems that you've dealt with for a number of years. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just need a different outcome. Right. And a more efficient outcome, or it just needs to look differently. And so innovation is just that whole notion, that process, that study of how can I solve that issue differently uh, for the better, uh, to have the same outcome, if not a better outcome is what it's about. Right. I like that you connected to outcomes and value uh, because those are things that, that have different definitions in different contexts, but, but innovation at the end of the day is about, is about outcomes and value, as you're saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, what in your mind isn't innovation? I mean, people talk about it all the time and use the, use the phrase and part of the podcast is, is kind of helping people understand what what it looks like and what it doesn't look like what what to you isn't innovation in my mind and this is where uh, you know i kind of challenge myself innovation is, is not doing it the same way it's always been done and maybe changing the colors changing the size mm-hmm. that type of thing um, right if, if you're still using the same formula that that's not being innovative right uh, i like to have different ingredients <laughs> Mm-hmm. different from what was last used and uh so that's kind of how i sum it up you know what what it's not right right no that's a that's a great definition it's two sides of a coin in, in my mind and you know the value and the outcome side of the coin uh you know when you flip that over the you know it's more about to your point um magnitude so the magnitude of the change because you're, you're you know you can make incremental change but Innovation, you kind of know it when you see it based on the scale of, of what, what the outcomes are. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, another way I even thinking about this uh, whole issue of innovation, 
you know how you can look through a, a clear lens of glasses? Yes. And then you put on some sunglasses and they have various degrees of tint. Right. So you're looking through a different lens, you know, at the same object when you do that. You know, to solve problems creatively, uh, to create innovation, sometimes it's about looking at the same problem through a different lens. Mm, yes, exactly. And it's amazing, uh, depending on the lens you look through, how different the outcome can be. Mm. You know, you still get to the same place, but you'll see all kinds of different paths depending on the lens you're looking through. And that's really a lesson about life. I mean, we all have different perspectives. And depending on what perspective we view an issue from, I mean, the outcomes look a little bit different. We get to the same place. They just look a little different. They look different. That's that's exactly right. And when you think about those lenses, what are some of the lenses that you use to view problems uh, when you think about work? When I think about work, it's about collaboration. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing when you think about the human mind and the amount of creativity each of us has as, as human beings and the different talents that we have as human beings. When you put all of us in the same room to focus on an issue, depending on who's in the room, depending on what lens they're looking through, you get so many creative ideas that help you solve that problem. So when I think about solving that problem or that issue differently, in my mind at work, it's about how much collaboration we do uh, mm -hmm. to get to the end game. So I love that collaboration uh, from a people perspective, but I would also say from a tech perspective, in this day and age of digitalization, that gives you another lens because you're taking some human processes or what's in our human minds or, or, or brains and, and you're putting ones and zeros, binary components uh, to it. And that's a whole nother level of creativity that goes into doing that. And so again, that's an example of another lens that you can use to say, how do we solve this issue differently? Right. That's exactly, that makes a lot of sense. I, I hadn't thought about uh, the creative side of the digital uh, movement. Uh, that's that we're all experiencing right now. But uh, there's a lot of creativity in that technology. And uh, it's not as it's not necessarily uh, immediately apparent, but but you're exactly right, the, the creativity associated with that is, um, you know, there's, there's so much associated with that. And I would even tell you, I mean, it doesn't have to be complicated. I mean, everything in terms of uh, if you want to be innovative doesn't have to be digitalized. It could be as simple as you're taking a procedure instead of asking everybody to read a procedure, get your recording out and you just do a podcast like we're doing today to walk through how do you do that so someone can listen to that procedure as they're home in their car or they're sitting in another office somewhere to just Again, it's a different way to study, a different way to learn. There's not one way to learn. And I think that's what we're learning through this whole thing is there's not one way to learn or one way to solve a problem. There's a multitude of ways to, to learn and solve problems. Innovation just brings out all of those different ways. That's all it does. Well said, I, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think the, the, the piece that, I, that just occurred to me as you were, you were speaking is uh, that you know, pulling things from other domains, um, 
you know, podcast is not a new and different thing uh, in general, but using that to to uh, broadcast procedures to, you know, uh, line managers in a plant or, you know, to other people, um, that would be an innovative use of that of that medium. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Different mediums, mm-hmm. but they all help you get better outcomes. Exactly, exactly. As we went through your your bio, there's there's just a lot there. You've done so so many different things in so many different domains, and to hear you talk about creativity isn't surprising. Think looking at you know your your uh, interest in art, uh, and 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 you know that medium. Uh, but one of the things that I, I wanted to talk about was from a, a, your vantage point. You know, as a supply chain leader, the supply chain management uh, organization you see a lot of different companies, right? I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of organizations that you get exposed to. Um, and, and everybody wants to be innovative and be seen as a cutting edge, uh, innovative company. Uh, from your point of view, what do you look for? Uh, well, I guess first, is that important? Is it important for a company in your eyes to come across as innovative? A- a- absolutely. Uh, you know, we have to have different ways to serve customers because we're all trying to serve them the best way we can. And every customer is different and unique. Uh, so just companies being innovative just gives us more options. And, and I love options. Mm. I think we all love options. And uh, our CEO always talks about every option has value. I firmly believe that. Mm. That's, that makes a lot of sense. How do you, uh, as a as a as a leader, kind of look across these companies and say, okay, well, this gives me insight into their innovation processes or how they think about moving things forward from an innovation standpoint? Well, for me, uh, I think it's important to to realize innovation is also about relationships, mm-hmm. and as we have relationships with different companies, some relationships are stronger than others. Uh, as I get to know certain companies, I get to know certain companies a little bit deeper um, than I would probably another company. And that deeper relationship to me is really what creates the opportunity to be more innovative than what we have been or see more innovative solutions. I would even tell you from a customer perspective or just from an operations perspective, if I put that hat back on we can't be innovative alone in the way we run our business because we run our business this way for a while right uh so i think it's important as we look at suppliers and and other companies that we'll do business with that they have to bring new ideas to us so our supply base is really the best source of innovation that we have Mm. and the deeper our relationship with a supplier, I would tell you, my ask is of uh, that supplier is to bring us more innovation to the table, bring innovative mm-hmm. conversations to us. That helps us create value uh, for our customers and helps us be more efficient, all those types of things. Right, right. Uh, I love the, the theme that you view things with, but in terms of outcome, value and collaboration. And it's, and it's clear that that theme, you know, applies to your external partnerships uh, with with suppliers, but also I can imagine it would apply internally as well. Absolutely, absolutely. 
you can't work in silos and, and have a tremendous amount of innovation. You'll have some, but you'll get the most innovation out of working collaboratively. And I've seen that my entire career, 30 years in this business. And speaking of those 30 years and your mechanical engineering background and the University of Alabama, Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Uh, I, I, uh, I, it brings to mind, you know, my education, also University of Alabama, uh, chemical engineering. Uh, I think about the training that, that I received to come into the business world. I feel like I was well-trained to be an engineer, uh, but I, there was a lot I had to learn about what innovation meant in a corporate setting with sales and marketing and all these other functions around me, just kind of solving the technical problem wasn't enough. Can you talk a bit about, you know, your evolution uh, as a mechanical engineer coming out of school to where you are now with the broad perspective on, around collaboration that we're talking about? Oh, absolutely. And I would say my, myself being like you, uh, finishing Alabama, 1997, uh, I started as a young engineer in our plants and mm. uh, I had co-opt and, you know, at that time, it's about fixing equipment. Uh, it's about making sure the plant's reliable and, and the plant runs. And that's typically the engineer's myopic focus. Take care of your area, take care of your responsibilities, mm -hmm. particularly when you're fresh out of school and you're just starting. And I will tell you, uh, as you grow in responsibility, which I did, obviously, mm -hmm. uh, I started working with people at a very young age, being a frontline supervisor in maintenance. I think I may have been 23, 24 years old. Wow. And I learned real quickly that you made things happen through people mm -hmm. and that any problem that we faced in the plant on my shift that we had to get fixed. I learned at a young age that I could not fix that problem. I had to have the help of the team, the mechanics and the electricians or whoever else could pitch in, even if they did not report on my team. Right. But we had to all come together to, to fix the problem. And so I think for me is when the light bulb started clicking, when I had to go through several experiences like that. Uh, and I talk about this a lot today in my leadership expectations. You can't do anything on your own. That was one of the first lessons that I learned. And when you learn that, then you realize how much innovation is really surrounding you mm. that you must tap into because all of a sudden you're not using your ideas. You're using other ideas. Right. Right. Maybe from one person or a collective. Mm. And so as I started to evolve in my career with that theme set, I've always been one about collaborating and getting people together to, to do things. I never was the guy that wanted to know the most about the equipment, but I always wanted to be the guy who knew the most about the equipment. So I knew where all my resources were and I could always get a team together and collaborate. But a defining moment for me was when I got my uh, business degree, mm. I went through the executive MBA program at Kennesaw State, and I finished that in 2000. Okay. And so had an opportunity to do the international studies. I think we were in Helsinki, Finland, studying with some students from the university over there. And I remember we went over to Tallinn, Estonia, touring wow. some banks and things like that. That's amazing. And Imagine going through that experience at that young age. And, and that was my first time going out of the country. Mm. 
uh, being from Birmingham, Alabama, I mean, we didn't go places, right. you know, kind I'm of you. growing up. I'm with you. Mom and dad couldn't take me to Mexico or London or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But going out of the country for the first time at that age really broadened my perspective to start collaborating even more because we did joint projects with the folks over in Helsinki. And we would be on these video conferences before we had Zoom, before we had Skype and Microsoft Teams. I don't remember the name of the platform, but this is the year 2000. We're trying to do video conferencing (laughs) (laughs) with people on a different time zone in another country. Amazing. And so it's amazing because it just tells you this is different. It makes an impression on you that this is different. So it's almost like it kind of rewired me to, to think a little bit more strategic or a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the executive MBA programs are great because they don't make you get too deep. Right. Uh, but, but it kind of gives you the, a different way of thinking. I would tell you, it changed my life thinking differently mm-hmm. coming out of that executive MBA program. And a lot of the things that I've been a part of and, and accomplished have been because of that program coupled with my engineering degree from the University of Alabama. I've really been able, I think, to, to gel those two together. Yeah. And, and from there, really create some, some, some really good outcomes. Yeah, I mean, your, your track record speaks for itself in that regard. And I think uh, what, I, uh, what I'm taking away from that story is also another key element of, of it just reinforces what you're saying, what you're talking about in terms of collaboration and broadening horizons. I, I think, you know, while, while everybody might not be able to, you know, um, have an opportunity to participate in an executive MBA program that, that allows you to work with folks on, overseas in that way, I think we can all travel. We can all get outside of our current paradigm and see something different uh, and experience something different to help sort of broaden the, your horizons and give you new ways of relating to people. Um, so even if you can't have the experience you did, I think it's important for people to prioritize that. Well, you said a key word, one of my favorite words, and I'm surprised I hadn't used it yet, but <laughs> when you said paradigm, uh, it's so important that we all understand the paradigms we live in, have a great respect for the paradigms that others live in and have experienced because it allows you to appreciate innovation even more because you understand people are coming from all kinds of different places. And it makes you a better listener because you really got to listen to understand where someone's coming from as they're trying to solve the same problem as you. Because again, we're going to learn from everybody. We talked about that earlier. That's There's right. so much to learn. You're going to learn in different ways and in different spaces. Uh, that's what all this, this does for you really helps you have that open mind to solve problems creatively and differently that creates a tremendous amount of value and great outcomes. I couldn't agree more. And, and thank you for mentioning listening uh, and, and the sort of empathetic side of collaboration where you, you're, you have that healthy respect for the, another person's worldview, um, which I think is probably why you've been able to be successful as a collaborator uh, and an innovator in this space is people can tell when that when uh, there's a level of authenticity with what you're doing and when you're there's a difference between waiting to talk and listening uh, and and people can sense that they feel heard uh, and I think that's a big component of 
of the collaboration that drives innovation and something that um, that people don't always value as much as they should uh, because it definitely changes outcomes. Uh, there's different conversations are had at a different level, which leads you to different different outcomes. Absolutely. You know, I had a unique experience. I had the opportunity to go to the IDEO Design Clinic oh, wow. uh, out in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. you, you talk about a, a life-changing experience that makes you appreciate innovation even more. Uh, I go out to the lab and I'm there with uh, people from other companies ranging from automakers to packaging to logistics companies to engineering companies you name it a very very I want to call it an eclectic mix yeah. of, of people like. because yeah I just I never thought I would be in a room with that diverse of a group of, of engineering backgrounds right and so and so I'm, I'm in the design clinic and I think we're working on just different problems you know to invite you into groups and everybody's on different problems and, and I was an observer that day just so I could see what the design clinic was all about. Yeah. And I would tell you, as I walked around and saw the level of collaboration from people who had just met that week, <laughs> they didn't know each other, don't have the same backgrounds, but doing simple things like designing a shopping cart or a app that'll do X, Y, Z, you name it. And to watch people come together over the course of two days it really demonstrated to me the power of really working collectively mm -hmm. and really listening and focusing on the same task. That's a great, that's a great point. That's a great experience. It's amazing to be able to do that. And you have to create, I think part of why IDEO can do something like that is they create the environment. And I think as mm -hmm. leaders, that's something that we may not always focus on is creating the environment for innovation to flourish is a Absolutely. lot about, about being able to create a space where people can feel like they can collaborate. Uh, and I think a lot of the organizational silos um, that exist are actual just deterrents to the innovation and they actually get in the way of a lot of, uh, a, a lot of the, the solutions that we could potentially get to. Well, that's a great point because I would say collaboration and innovation has really made me a better leader, has stretched my leadership skills even more. Uh, we talked earlier about how we can't do anything on our own. Mm -hmm. Well, you can't innovate on your own. Right. Can't yeah. innovate on you. So you gotta have people. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you gotta work collectively with a body or collective of people uh, to, to, to do that. And to lead a group of people who don't think like you, mm -hmm. who have the different perspectives than, than, than you do, Mm -hmm. And you have to get comfortable with what they're bringing to you and comfortable with a bigger outcome, a bigger decision, a more collective outcome. Uh, it stretches you as a leader. And whether it's just an idea to how I like to build leadership teams, mm -hmm. uh, I love to hire people that can think because you never know what issue you're going to be faced with. And from my 30 years, it just seems like the issues I have to wrestle with get heavier and heavier. Mm, and there's no procedure to lead us through things. There's no instruction manual for how you deal with this. So I love to surround myself with people that can think. I love to hire folks on my leadership team who have the things that I don't have. Mm. Uh, I'm not afraid to hire somebody that's smarter than me 
I, I actually want to be the person in the room with the least amount of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Do I have a direction of, of where uh, the team or the business need to, to head? Absolutely, I do. But I know I, I don't have all the tools and the things it takes to, to get us there and, and get us on that road. So, again, it gets back to the collective body of people that you surround yourself with. That is so important. And that has helped me be the, the, the leader and enjoy the, the things that I've enjoyed in my career uh, to this day. That's so important. It, it is. It is. I, uh, I couldn't agree more. And, and uh, it's so important to hear that message from someone, someone like you, who's kind of walked this journey and, and gotten to a place of leadership. Uh, it, just the reinforcing that you don't have to be the smartest person in the room. You don't have to have the deepest knowledge on a subject, but being collaborative and having a, uh, an open mindset that draws people to you, builds your toolkit. Because if you know it, and knowing something, especially in our modern world, knowing something and knowing where to find it are not that different. Right. Uh, and so collaboration, I, you know, that, that example is a, is a perfect one on, you know, how you can structure a leadership team around the mindset of not necessarily needing to know or needing to be the solution, but having, having a team that can, that can react and respond to, to challenges in the future. Well, you know, if I had to wrap all this up into a few leadership bullets for you to help promote this kind of innovative environment. Yes. Here, here's what I here's what I'd say to you. Uh, here, here are a few things. And, and I've done a lot of reflecting lately, and I've actually written some of these things down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we talked about the impact business schools had on me and just being open minded and collaborative. I tell you, the first bullet I would say was is be strategic as you lead. Uh but at the same token, I would say the second bullet would be leading practically. Okay. Okay. You got to be strategic mm-hmm. to know where you're headed, but practical to get things done. Right. Right. The third bullet I would tell you is just have a sense of realism. See the world for what it is, not for what you want it to be. Because mm-hmm. it's only until you face those brutal facts. And that's what Jim Connell talked about in his book of Good to Great. I think it was chapter three facing the brutal facts. You got to be realistic about what's happening mm-hmm. around you if you really want things to be better. The fourth one, I think this is so important in today's times of, of leadership, given the racial injustice climate in our country. But I think all leaders need to have a better sense of empathy. Mm-hmm. Being able to put yourself in someone else's shoes, whether it's your employees' shoes and understand what they see. Uh, or if it's a teammate or a peer, you name it, that empathy is real. But the the last, and I would tell you the most important piece to sum all this up, and you cannot be innovative without this last bullet. This bullet is just simply stated, be optimistic. Really believe that your best days are ahead. Your best days are yet to come. Because it's only with that sense of motivation, that sense of pride or excitement, that's what spurs creativity. And if you can instill that sense of optimism in those around you that are working collectively on an innovative process, trying to innovate anything, uh, you have to be optimistic if you're trying to be innovative. If you're not optimistic, you don't want to be innovative. You want to keep things the same and mm. use the same traditional methods that we've always used. But the most important one is being optimistic. 
and everybody that I work with, I try to make sure that we are all optimistic about what the future holds. And if you just make tomorrow better than today, we all win. Mm-hmm. So and true. Who doesn't want to win? <laughs> <laughs> Jared, who exactly win? Right. No, I, I know I want to win. That that is that's well said. I love those five points. We'll make sure we put those in the show notes for for everybody, uh, so that they can they can uh, they can capture those and 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 take those with them. Thank you so much for those. That's a great stopping point for the conversation. But more importantly, it's uh it's just great words to live by. Innovation or life in general. Thank you so much for uh, for your time today, Johnny and and. Uh, thanks for your partnership and roll tide. Roll tide, partner. Really appreciate you. All right. Take care. We'd love to hear your thoughts about this week's show. You can drop us a line on Twitter at Outlast LLC. That's O-U-T-L-A-S-T-L-L-C. Or follow us on LinkedIn where we're Outlast Consulting. Until next time, keep innovating whatever that means.